Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket podcast and today I am joined by our newest IFBB pro Sophie Jenkins. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. As I said I'm very exhausted by um, the whole weekend but I'm on cloud nine most definitely. I feel like we need to talk about this just for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So you went into the show at the weekend with, I imagine, the goal to turn pro. Yeah. But did you think going into that, as you were just saying on the drive down to Maidenhead, did you actually think you'd be coming away achieving that with that card, with the sword, with the that that new title? No. And I, I'm just, I, I really, really, really struggle with believing myself. And I genuinely, I said this in my speech actually at the show, um, I genuinely would struggle to actually compete, I think, without having like a group of people around me who support me because Mm. I would just talk myself out of it. Even Mm. literally seconds, minutes, hours before I'm going on stage, and I'm, you know, just doubting myself. And I said to Christian, you know, there must be something inside me deep down that that obviously does believe somewhere otherwise I wouldn't have set myself this goal um but it's yeah I do really struggle I'm just a perfectionist which I'm sure there are a lot of bodybuilders like that but you know when I look at my physique I just pick flaws whereas I look at other people's physiques and I'll just be like wow look at her you know look at her legs wow look at her taper whereas like with me, I look at mine, I'm just choosing, like, picking out everything that's wrong with it. Um, so, no, I think I didn't, I, I, I just think it, nothing in life is a given. And I had a really bad result in 2019 that really knocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since then, I've just always thought, you know, n- nothing is, is, you know, for certain until it's announced. Yeah, I, I get um, that. Yeah. Um, so I find it interesting that you say, oh, I look at everyone else and I'm like, wow, this, wow, that. So you clearly have the eye for detail in seeing that in someone else's physique. So why do you think that when you look at your own, you can't see the good and you just pick, well, in your eyes, what the bad is? I don't think that anyone else kind of looks at you and tries mm. to find bad. I don't know. Like post-show, I always feel a bit better because I'll, I'll have seen um you know comparison shots mm. and I'll be like oh right okay I, I can kind of see I can kind of see a bit of it now but when I think you're looking at yourself on your own not in a lineup mm-hmm. it's completely different mm-hmm. and especially with social media like you do end up comparing yourself to you know people you're going to be competing against and yeah, I think in, in t- until you've stood next to someone on stage, you can't speculate. Mm. That's all it is, speculation, because so many things make a difference. Like, for example, my height, I'm really tall. So that has a completely, like, huge impact on my overall look when I'm stood next to, to someone else compared mm. to, like, what I look like in photos. Um so, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a massive bodybuilding fan and I, I know what makes a nice physique. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah I think we're all like that aren't we that's that's why I like to think I make improvements year on year is because I see nothing but things that need to be improved yeah I mean, it's I what think, drives us yeah, we are perfectionists. And if, if we weren't and we didn't drive for change, improvement and everything else, then we wouldn't be very good bodybuilders. No, we'd be body stayers. We would be, we would be <laughs> body stayers or body regressors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so just touching on that kind of, that outward negativity about yourself, do you think that you've always kind of inherently had that or is that something that's definitely come around since you started bodybuilding? Oh, no, I've, I'm, I've definitely always been like that, yeah. Um, just, I think it's just, it stems from being a perfectionist and I think unless unless I can do something perfectly and be the best, mm. I, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I could never be one of those people who just competes for the experience or the journey. Um, it, again, it's something we and Chrissy discussed a lot in our preps because we both, you know, competed this year for completely different reasons. Um, and I just, I think if I'd have done my first show and thought, you know, I didn't, I didn't look very good and hadn't had very good feedback, I probably would have just, you know, still being a bodybuilder, but not competitively. Mm. Um, I think it's just in my nature to to want to win. <laughs> I, so. a, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm personally of the yeah. belief that if someone says, oh, I'm just in it just for the experience, then I, I don't really think that you're in it, are you? I think we yeah. all have to be competitive, well, otherwise... Yeah. Christian said that this year and then after his shows he was like actually now now I've done it I really want to win yeah <laughs> so I think once you've been up there and experienced like that feeling like you want to know what it feels like to mm. be called out as the winner mm. and once you've experienced that once then it becomes like you know an addiction almost like Absolutely. you want that it's euphoric again, again yeah 100 yeah so on your story today I saw that you got a very lovely message from your mum um to congratulate you and yeah. for those obviously we're not recording this on the webcams but Sophie just got a beaming smile across her face um <laughs> so I mean as I touched on before we started recording, you said that it's not always been like that with your mum. Nope, not at all. So when you first started getting into it and she kind of, like, what was her initial reaction and, and how did she voice that to you? It wasn't voiced and hasn't really ever been. And I think that's been quite a bit more difficult right. for me is that it's it's almost been like it's it, it's not happening ignored um just just no interest i think and well, maybe it's not no interest but just doesn't doesn't want to know would rather pretend it's not happening obviously i i know that it's because she doesn't like it because i hear that from other people mm. but never a direct discussion with me as to exactly what the problem is you know what what it is about it that she really doesn't like 
Um, it was it was just something that I would even feel awkward mentioning. So I just really it was just, yeah, like it would just it would just be something I wouldn't really talk about. You know, I haven't ever spoke about you know my diet or training or anything like that. It would just be. I'd mentioned I needed to go to the gym and obviously I've had to like bow out of social events and things. And I, I, th- I think she thinks it's quite antisocial. Mm-hmm. I do think, I do know that much, but no, it's never really been an open discussion as such. Mm-hmm. It's more like we've, we've talked about it via other people, like my sister and my dad. And, you know, I'll tell my dad what I feel about it he'll go back to her and you know there's never been that face-to-face right let's have it out yeah um so yeah but she came the weekend so it's my eighth show I think the weekend yeah so it was my eighth show um so she came my dad came and my sister came so it's the first show that any of them have ever been to and my sister messaged me after she, and she was like, I think it was like an eye opener for my mum. And she was like, she said, I've never seen Sophie that happy. Wow. So I think now she's seen it firsthand. She I'm not expecting her to be a bodybuilding fan, but she can probably now appreciate, actually, you love this and actually you're quite good at it. <laughs> you're quite so, good at it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I think it, it's definitely it's definitely helped you know it makes me regret you know not forcing her to come to one sooner a little bit but I think everything happens at the right time and it was just a really nice weekend so it was great pretty amazing for that first show that they all came to to be the show that you achieved your imagine the pressure I was feeling (laughs) (laughs) I'm already the most nervous stressed anxious person like about competing anyway so there was all that I was dealing with. And then there was the thought of my parents were coming to watch for the first time. Christian's parents were coming to watch my show as well. And they were meeting for the first time. Oh, wow. And I knew that I was going to go out and they were all going to be in the audience together. And you were winding yourself up about this at the side of the stage. I just, I just had this awful, like, yeah, I just had this awful feeling like, for weeks and weeks like about failing and I know it's not failing but I just really wanted to like kind of not prove a point but just show like my mum and dad like I am quite good at this you know and like Mm. I want to take it seriously um so yeah I think it it definitely went how I how I really wanted it to go (laughs) if your mum was listening to this yes I'll probably Please send her it. Okay, well, here's your opportunity then. What would you yeah. say to her? And then you don't have to have the direct conversation and you don't have to pass it through Chinese whispers with your dad and your sister. Yeah. <laughs> but like what what would be the thing that you would like to say to her from um I think I would just say I hope that the weekend made her understand why I love it so much. And that it's sort of like the start of the new chapter for us to be able to talk about it more openly mm. and her to sort of get a bit more excitement from it with me mm. as well. Share that know, with you. 
yeah, like leading up to the show, it's a really, you know, I think most people get excited. I just get nervous. <laughs> it's quite nice to be able to share that with people close to you. Yeah. And my sister, she doesn't get it at all, but she is so supportive. And, you know, she asks some hilarious questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's she's still like, you know, are you on track for your show? And gets all excited about, you know, what's, what colour bikini have you got? And she she actively shows an interest in it, which I just think is really nice. And, you know, she doesn't get it. It's weird as hell at the end of the day. Yeah. But because, because she cares about me, she cares about bodybuilding. Yeah. So she, she was crying her eyes out at the show. Oh, <laughs> oh I love <laughs> that. Bless her. I guess that is just purely because, like you say, she knows how much it means to you. And yes. I think uh, something that um, my mum said to me when she first saw me on stage, not in person, but they were watching the live stream. I've not let them come to one yet. She was just like, you just look so happy. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And they see so. you so down and so tired yeah. and broken yeah. and small. And and then yeah. all of a sudden you have your glow up and you're happy and it's just like a new person. Yeah. And I think like I had a really, really tough year last year. I don't know how, like how long you followed me on social media, but last year was like the worst year of my life. <laughs> and, um, you know, my family know how much I went through last year. So I think now this, I've come out the other side of it, you know, I've met Christian and like bodybuilders going really well for me. I think they're finally just like, thank god like she's she's out the other side of that place and I think they see how much bodybuilding helped me with that and just mm. it gives me a focus um so yeah I think they're, they're definitely coming around to the idea now and why was last year so or or oh, just I am literally prone to illness and injury like it's it's beyond a joke I'm cursed and Last year I had some really like quite bad medical issues and because of COVID and lockdown, mm. the help I needed was delayed like by months and months and months. And I think because I didn't have the gym to sort of like focus on, my mental health just started getting like worse and worse. Mm. Um, and I have suffered really bad. I'm an agoraphobiac. I don't know if you know what agoraphobiac is. Um, about going outside, isn't it? Yeah, so like I've suffered with it since about 15 and it's kind of, it's caused by, it's caused from panic attacks basically. So mm -hmm. if I have like a few panic attacks in a certain situation, I can then get so sort of, I don't know, overwhelmed by the fear of that panic attack that mm -hmm. I don't want to go out. I'm literally like scared to go anywhere and it's happened on and off over the years since I was 15, where, you know, I won't, I won't go out for like two, two months at a time, or I have to go out with someone, like someone will have to come and take me food shopping and things like mm. that. Um, and last year was, it, I got so bad, and obviously lockdown doesn't help with agoraphobia, because mm. <laughs> you're being forced to do something, which is just feeding your mm. illness, I guess. Um, and I think, you know, they've seen me so bad with that to the point where I'm terrified to go to a shop by myself to then see me stood on stage 
in a bikini in front of hundreds of people and it's kind of like it's probably pretty crazy to them yeah but that's one of the things that I I really love about bodybuilding is it terrifies me like it it genuinely terrifies me you speak to any girls who like are in my classes it shows I'm a mess backstage I don't even know how I managed to get up there I was gonna say how do you how do you deal with that no like I usually will just like flick a switch just before I go on and on Sunday I think I was you know extra nervous because of the pressure Mm -hmm. you know from wanting to obviously win and then the pressure of my family being there it was like I struggled to flick the switch Mm. my pose my posing Christine said it wasn't that bad but I felt like my eye walk was the worst eye walk I've ever done. Like I was just so shaky. Um, so yeah, I definitely let the nerves get the better of me a bit on Sunday. So that was a little bit frustrating, but obviously it still went well. I was going to say. <laughs> but there's always room for improvement. And, you know, one of the things I'm mostly looking forward to about competing in the pro league is not having the pressure to win or even place it's mm-hmm. going to be like right I'm going to do the show and I just want to see what I look like next to other people mm-hmm. whereas every other show I've done I'm like I, w- I have to win I want to win I have to win and if I don't win I failed that's mm-hmm. genuinely how I speak to myself and I think it'll be a game changer for me on show day um, and just actually enjoy the day because I ruin it for myself every time with mm-hmm. nerves you know, I won't be able to eat enough beforehand because I'm nervous and, you know, stress obviously isn't good for anyone's physique. You know, I, I, I don't know what my physique looks like not stressed because I've never been not stressed. Yeah. <laughs> I was so stressed on Sunday, I didn't pump up. So I didn't even look as good as I wanted to, and could have looked because I didn't pump up. And I'm so mad at myself now, like, why was I that nervous? Mm. But that's genuinely what I get like. And it's it's something that I really need to work on. And I, I do think that now I've got that pressure off, I think that's the main thing. Aside from, you know, physique improvements, that is my main focus for next year is show day and enjoying it and not being a shaky, nervous mess and just enjoy it at the end of the day like mm. I am meant to enjoy this it's mm. it's my hobby and I love the prep I love getting shredded but I want to enjoy the show day more mm. you know I love it after I've got off stage and you know I don't mind it when I'm on stage but I the bit before I'm just yeah I'm all over the show <laughs> I suppose that just shows how much it means to you yeah yeah you're probably right if you were very yeah. blase at backstage yeah it probably would be because you didn't care enough maybe I'm very nervous on the side of the stage of getting better I'm not quite as bad as you but um (laughs) I get very nervous and I just I always think it's because I just care and I I I want to do my best and I think if you've put as much into your prep as you do then why wouldn't you be nervous I've always been a really nervous person I I did I did music at university and um even through in and college and throughout my sort of music career it was like 
any form of performance mm. just, just a mess like an absolute mess but I've been like that all the way through you know school so it's obviously something that's a part of my nature mm. um but I must get some sort of thrill from you know fighting against it yeah. <laughs> anyway and, and what a way to do it is to you know be basically naked in front of people. I was about to say. It's a step up from playing a song on the piano, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you might have missed a couple of steps there, but... (laughs) So, kind of, just thinking about that um, agoraphobia and then competing and how lockdown then impacted you, on top of all of that... Mm. I imagine that when mm. you go out, if you were dressed as you are now in a tank mm. top or whatever, and maybe a sports bra or just a little, a little crop, that yeah. people would look because, well, one, it's not something you see every day in Tesco's, mm. but also people are amazed and they want to absorb kind of looking at someone. But how, mm. if you are already nervous to be outside... How does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, because I'm six foot as well, I'm not really like... There's no hiding. No. (laughs) But you know what? It's not social anxiety for me. It's it's never about other people or what they think. Um, It's... With microphobia, the only way I can explain it is claustrophobia, but you don't have to be in a small space. It's the fear of not being able to escape to my safe place, which is obviously my house. Um, but it's more, I panic more about like how it makes me feel physically. Um, and rather than what, you know, it's very self-consuming as opposed to what other people think. Mm. Um, I'm very much, I don't, I don't, I don't care what anyone thinks about what I look like. If I, I would, rather people were disgusted by me and I'm sure there are people that are you know I do get funny looks and even today in the gym a guy looked at me like <laughs> and I love it I honestly love it I think oh probably probably scared most guys but <laughs> I love it yeah good scare them off no way <laughs> <laughs> I love that attitude it's unusual yeah. for someone to be so like for want of a better phrase come at me bro like what look say what you want to say so it's interesting that you're so confident and comfortable in that situation where you're not asking to be judged but when you are asking to be judged it's a different story for you yeah that's interesting yeah and because the people that know me you know I'm very outspoken and I can be a bit of gobshite and I do come <laughs> across as very like I, I say what I think a lot and I can be quite blunt so people see that you know side of me mostly and then they're just so confused by the fact that I have really bad panic attacks and, mm. and an anxiety disorder Um so it's just like two really different sides to me I yeah, guess very different but when I'm at my best when when I sort of think about me at my best it's when I'm like outspoken so like that's that's when it's me 
Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. That other side of me is 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 me at my worst, really. I guess. And that yeah. out safe, outspoken safe. Um, mm. I I suppose if you call yourself a bit of a gobshite, that you would yeah. <laughs> you you'd chat back to someone. You'd kind of oh yeah, not so much now actually because I think with age mm-hmm. you get to the point where I'm just like I don't I don't want drama mm. but when I was up until a couple of years ago especially when I was like a teenager I would go looking for it like like thrive in like <laughs> under like confrontational circumstances and um, I'm in my element in in situations like that <laughs> um but yeah maybe more so now, only if if my hand's forced, I guess, you kind of mm. get to the point where you're like, I don't really want to argue with people. But yeah. if someone has a strong opinion that I really disagree with, I'm not one to be silent about it. Mm. I've, I've got certain things I'm very, very passionate and opinionated over. Um, so if someone challenges that to me directly, I will go at them 100%. Mm. <laughs> That's a, a good stance to have. No bullshit approach. No. And with that, is that do you kind of take the same approach on social media? And I imagine now with your ever changing kind of status in the bodybuilding industry and people getting the more shows you do, the more people that know you. And I imagine that next year you'll probably go international for the the pro league as well. Yeah. Do you think that that will? be something that impacts how you feel about yourself the 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 I suppose for want of a maybe it's a bit cringe to say but the energy you get from social media do you think that will impact how you feel about yourself yeah it's interesting you said that actually because up until this year I've always had a very I've always laid very low on social media I've always had a private profile and I would never share like my my preps or anything um I've had you know a small amount of, of followers and always just you know said what I think and been very blunt on my stories you know and I'm an absolute oversharer I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> I don't know when to stop um but now I've got a public profile and you know my following's picked up a little bit and I've got clients you do kind of think like maybe I shouldn't post that yeah (laughs) but then I just I think it is important to stay like true to yourself Mm. and I'll always like try to make people laugh definitely with how like blunt I can be and oversharing definitely I can't help myself I think a lot of it is when I'm nervous as well backstage I'll just (laughs) verbal diarrhea when I'm nervous anything to distract myself from how I feel I'll just just chew people's ears off backstage about what to shit they must think I'm mental honestly they probably appreciate it they were like thank god that she's so confident because I'm really nervous and her chatting's making me feel so much better yeah, it's probably like me like just trying to pretend I'm confident to hope it saves me mm. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know really. Being um, being sort of out there on social media is still very new to me, um, and I'm still quite bad at remembering to be like active. And Christian's like, "Don't forget to post today," and like, 
people, I just think, who cares what I'm eating? Who cares what I'm doing? Amazingly, people do, but he has to keep reminding me to to share. Like, it's like people are interested. So it still blows my mind that people are interested. I think that's why I never done it before because I thought, who's interested in that? If you think about it this way, though, people, there are so many people out there that their goal would be to look like you or to have your size or to have your confidence or your proportions or your stage presence or your status, your success, your relationship, whatever it may be, they're going to be looking at that thinking, oh, I wish I had that. How do I get that? And so yeah. that's where that comes from, that people want to know, like, how did you do that? What, what do you do? Yeah. So yeah. even if it's like, boring to you because you do it day in day out it's new to someone else yeah yeah and I guess it's the same like I'll obviously look at what other athletes are doing and find that interesting but Mm. I think it's when it's you you're like I'm just a little soft you know it's like (laughs) who am I why would anyone be interested in me um so yeah it's been it's been really kind of eye-opening for me this year I think that's why I felt the extra pressure though definitely was it's the first time people have been aware I've been dieting more people know who I am and there was that pressure of people knowing I was doing a pro qualifier and Mm -hmm. I've I've never put it out there and said I want to turn pro Mm. you know people people that I would speak to directly would you know have an idea but I've never ever said on Instagram you know like I'm doing the British and I want to turn pro that I could never do that I don't I, I really admire people that can why do you um, think I don't know like even my first show this year so the, the two British regional I did I couldn't even put out that I was doing that show I would it would be obvious I was prepping I'd post like <laughs> physique updates um but I would never be like four weeks out physique update you know three weeks out from mm. two bros whatever like it just I think I just put so much pressure on myself that anything extra w- is just whoa which is obviously what happened on Sunday mm. just in insane amount of pressure and people mean well when they're saying to me like oh you're gonna win your pro card mm. yeah okay that I really appreciate that you believe in me but I, I don't want to fail I really just didn't want to fail mm. And I just kept having this like feeling of, oh, what, you know, the announcement and just imagining it not being me. Mm. And I tried to live through in my head, both scenarios. So I was like mentally prepared for either way. So it wasn't a shock to me when either happened. (laughs) But how did you feel when you played the, the scenario B out in your head? You're like, well, if what? they said someone else's name, how would that, how did you feel thinking about that? Horrible. And I know what it feels like because I had such a, I had a really bad result in 2019 at the NABA Britain um, where, you know, I had, I, I wasn't as known then, but I did have a lot of pressure of people expecting me to win the show. Mm. And I'd won two PCA athletic shows. I'd then won the NABA Northeast athletic and um, I felt like I'd just started to believe in myself and uh, Dan Wellburn was prepping me, it was great. It was honestly just the best. And there was, you know, that in that circle, a lot of 
you know, pressure on me to, to win. And I kind of thought I could. I started mm-hmm. to believe I could. And um, all of a sudden, I was too much for athletic figure on the day and placed me sixth. Below girls I'd beaten a couple of weeks before, and it ruined me, like, really bad. Because I just was getting that, all oh, right, I might be quite good at this. And mm-hmm. then, and that feeling I know so well because it really hurt me Mm. so I just I was just dreading that again on Sunday um nearly negative aren't I (laughs) did you honestly think going into Sunday that 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 was realistically a possibility that you were going to bottom out yeah 100% like I like I kept having this thought like I might not even win my height class I might not even be in the overall like I just I think I really let that result in 2019 eat away at me mm. big time. I mean, obviously, I did take a long off season. So it would be two, yeah, two years. And probably a lot of that is just, a, a, that that result was just horrible for me. It was really hard for me to go back again in this year in June. Mm. I just couldn't face that again. I hated it. I hated so, losing. With that then, how did you how did you approach your mindset going into an off season when you felt so let down and low? Did you attack it or did it take you a while to go, I need to get back into this, but I'm that feeling was stuck with you? Initially it was I'm never competing again it like really got me mm. um because there was a few posts on social media they were a little bit you know because of the girls that had placed above me um who I'd played who I'd beaten in other shows so there's a few things on social media that that got to me um so the initial thought was uh, you know I don't I don't want to do it again but Dan was great with me and he was like right we're not doing NABBA you're going to go for your pro card at the end of this year so this was in 2019 so he sort of it was the first person to initially plant that seed like you're good enough to turn pro and I was like cool different federation I can come in at my best let's do it Mm. and then I left my boyfriend at the time and I got a taste of like happy single life and mm. I just couldn't crack, crack down again I just not in like I didn't want to be a bodybuilder I just didn't want to go into a prep again mm. and I, I made the decision to to not do it but since then that was since Dan planted that seed it was okay right that's my goal now I'm not doing ABBA I'm going to mm. do two roads and just try to keep improving and I'm glad I didn't do it that year because I wouldn't look like how I looked when I did win. So I think everything happens at the right time, really, doesn't it? I guess mm, in the end. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I imagine that meeting Christian has been a big part of your prep this year and the change in yes. your mindset towards training and yeah, and prepping massively. together. Yeah. Um, we did meet at a really strange time um, in lockdown last October and um, so I just sort of started coming out of like that really awful time in my life 
Um, so we came along at a, as I was sort of like on the way up. Yeah. So it was quite good. <laughs> and there's been a few of those on the way, but um, yeah. So then we threw ourselves both into a prep at the end of literally like at the end of the year, just after Christmas. Lockdown again, you know, so we were prepping throughout lockdown. But he's such a driven person that I can't be complacent around him. Mm. And he's just kind of made me realise that I could, you know, make a career out of this. And that's what I've decided to do. Um, and he's, yeah, he's just a great person to be around. And honestly, he deserves a medal, like, for... <laughs> listening to my negative self-talk for the last seven months honestly oh I don't don't know I don't know how he's done it um but yeah I'm really really excited for us to both have a bit of body fat on us and just live a little bit of normal life together right yeah and you can see how much your journey means to him in the way oh, yeah. that he kind of just the little snippets you see backstage from from the weekend there was a little video of the two of the you yeah. And, <laughs> yeah and you could just see it just in his face how much it meant to him that you yeah. had achieved your dreams yeah and I think like the, I mean there wasn't any pressure from me on him but he obviously probably did feel some pressure because he's prepped me and it's a goal of mine um he obviously will have felt some felt some pressure mm. um for that and he, he just so wanted it to go well for me mm. um but yeah he's he was amazing at the first show I've never seen anyone cry so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable <laughs> he just shouted fuck off across the- <laughs> <laughs> in a good way there but yeah um it was it was great. It was great. But then I was I felt the pressure at his show to cry, but I'm just not a crier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah, there wasn't any tears from me at his show, but I, I was probably I would say yeah, just as nervous, if not as more nervous for his show. Mm. I thought my stomach was gonna fall out of my ass when we were waiting for him to come out. Oh, I was sat there with his mum, just we were like fanning ourselves. <laughs> Can they just hurry up and come out? Yeah. I can't do it for this. Um, what it's yeah. over. We just obviously see, especially like because he works from home and I've worked from home a lot during lockdown. We see every minute of each other's lives and what we put into it, and mm-hmm. it's just completely consuming. And yeah, we, you obviously get so emotionally invested in each other's. Um, preps mm. so it's been I think if we can get through what this year we can <laughs> power through anything. I was just about to say prepping yeah. together in a new relationship throughout a lockdown yeah wow yeah Mentally. and he prepped you as well on top of all that yeah. which is yeah. testing yeah. on any kind of relationship let alone yeah a romantic the- one the only thing that we sort of that, that made it difficult in terms of him prepping me was was just me, I guess, in terms of me being negative about my physique. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's 
probably quite a frustrating thing to deal with. Um, that and how many carbs I should eat. He's always always thinks I should be eating more carbs. <laughs> They're the only two things that made it difficult. <laughs> him him force feeding me cocoa pops. <laughs> Sounds pretty good and if you ask me. <laughs> on a, the carb load for this show was like nothing I've ever experienced. It was mental, but I'm not complaining. It worked. Yep, exactly. It worked. So on that note, if anyone is listening to this and they're considering, I mean, I've done it. It was not fun. But uh, if, if they're considering the both as a couple prepping together, what would your advice be for how to handle those moments where, I mean, you love them, but you also want to rip their face off? Yeah, and and I think this is when you realise when you're with the right person or not, because I've done it with the wrong person and I've done it with the right person. Mm -hmm. And what's, I think, great about me and Chris is that we're both we're quite similar in a lot of ways. We're both quite low maintenance in terms of affection, which suits the prep very well. So we can both just happily, in fact, we'd rather sit at other ends of the sofa on a night. We, we would do that anyway. So like, it, not because not we don't love each other, but we're just not like a really touchy-feely couple all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know what it's like in prep, you don't want people to touch you. So we're, neither of us take it personally at all. And that's what's been great is that he sorts himself out I sort myself out and neither of us have a problem with that mm. and it's just he, he's a, he's definitely the more like sensitive one and sometimes I can be a bit he's looking at me <laughs> you know you are <laughs> I, I can be very I don't even mean to be I think quite as cutting as I sometimes can mm. be and um, but yeah we just we just don't take it personally and I think if you if if you're just prepared for that, prepared to be selfish and to let the other person be selfish, and just keep planning things for post show. Yeah, that's what, we, that's what kept us going at the end was, oh, I'll add that to the restaurant list. Oh, I'll add that to the list of things we're going to do. And we the last literally the last like four to six weeks have been like, I can't bloody wait for this diet to be over. Yeah, and. Yeah. But yeah, get your dates back as well. Yeah, if you love bodybuilding, most of your prep shouldn't be torturous, mm. and it should be you just into robot mode. You're doing what you love together, and you just have to put up with those last few weeks of just you know pure selfish, a little bit moodiness, and just put a few things in the diary to look forward to, mm. I guess. We're going to buy a house. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> so we just, yeah, we've just got all this stuff to look forward to. And I think it's like, it's exciting now that it's finally going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my advice. Okay. And uh, there's two questions that I ask everyone that come on the podcast. Um, okay. The first one I feel like you've answered throughout though. Yeah. Which, <laughs> looking over the, everything that you've achieved in your life, whether that's from school until now, it doesn't have to be bodybuilding related. <clears throat> is there anything looking back that you think I would do that differently? 
that I would do differently. Mm. Achievement-wise or just like a more generalisation? Just even if you just think back and you're like... So for me, my my one, I don't believe personally that in regrets, because I think everything is a lesson, as cheesy as that sounds. Yeah. But I wish that I had shared my last off season more where I really didn't like how I looked because since sharing that with people they've felt better about it so my distaste for myself I wish I'd shared more because it helped a lot of people this year and I felt a lot better about just being like hey I've gained weight um and just accepting that um and I think a lot of people hide away in the shadows and they pretend like it's not happening. It. Yeah. yeah. And then they appear six weeks later, they've put on five kilos, and then it's a shock to people. Whereas if you just do it gradually and just don't hide away, yeah, better. So yeah. that's kind of like it could be anything, anything at all. Anything. Yeah. I, do you know what? I think really when I think about what's held me back in most things is just doubting myself. And I do feel like I, I, I could I could have definitely got further in most things I've put my hand to if I'd have just stopped doubting and, and putting off massively. Mm. And I think this year has just been like almost like a penny drop moment for me. Like, so you're not getting any younger. Now is the time to make a name for yourself and just stop overthinking and doubting and worry about what's going to go wrong and just think about what might actually go right for once Mm. um and that attitude can't just change overnight because it's obviously ingrained in the way my my brain works um but I am just trying to be more positive about myself and and yeah just believe in myself Mm. a little bit more I'll remind you of that when you start doubting yourself before your next mm. outing. Oh. I say, if you remember <laughs> when we said. <laughs> and yeah. you are Sophie Jenkins, IFBB Pro. You are daughter, sister. Yes. Girlfriend. Yes. Coach. Yeah. But how do you want to be remembered? Oh, I just think about this because obviously I do listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's a really tricky question. And I think just being authentic and never being, being afraid to say what I think. And I would love to be remembered as being an advocate for women, women's rights, and just never taking shit off anyone, especially men. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think oh, we yeah. take a lot of shit. We've done enough over the years. Yeah. It's time for us to just yeah. have a bit of an easier ride now. Yeah, I, I would definitely love love to be remembered as someone who wasn't softly spoken and was just very a bit a bit maybe stubborn and but just believed in stuff very firmly I think I think uh, I think that's a good one I like that that's the first one like that I've had 
So, um, yes, that's good. I like that. I'd like to think the same. I'm quite quite stubborn, quite outspoken. And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that personally. (laughs) We're not, we weren't put here to be subtle. That's what I'm saying. No, we're not wallflowers. Nope. Well, it's been absolutely lovely having you on the podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I really enjoyed myself. And uh, hopefully we'll do figure of eight revisited and uh, yes. you'll be joining me again. Yes, definitely. I would love to. Lovely. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, and if anyone doesn't know where you are or hasn't, aren't following you, sorry, they're not following you, mm-hmm. where can they find you? So I've got a new handle on Instagram. I was forced to do it. So... <laughs> Hit See, me. Even like this, Come on. I don't want to, I didn't want to change my Instagram name to IFBB Pro because I mean, I don't know, but I just felt really uncomfortable doing it. No, straight and, away. And Christy made me do it anyway. So it's sophie.aj.ifbb Pro. Love on that. Instagram. What a feeling. Yeah. And that is pretty much it. I am planning on doing some YouTube um in my off season and i'm working obviously with physique collective now so i will be documenting a lot of my stuff on the physique collective site do a bit of a plug for physique collective as well so definitely stay tuned from that love that amazing and i love that you were like almost reticent to change your handle so humble I kept trying it out and then like deleting it, cancel, cancel. And I was like, oh, I'm cringing, I'm cringing, I can't do this. No, that's amazing. Amazing. Imposter syndrome, whatever it's called. Yeah, definitely. You've got to believe in yourself a little bit more because you went out there and you did it. You achieved yeah, your goals. Okay. We'll get there eventually. Slow process, but definitely. The weekend has, has definitely helped. Certainly. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy all of your post-show date days and nights. Thank you. I can't wait. (laughs) Thank you very much.